Good afternoon, everybody. This is the Quick Takes Podcast here with Kate Quick. It is October 5th, 2021, here on a cloudy Tuesday afternoon. This is my first episode uh, that's ever going to air here, so I'm a bit nervous, but uh, I'm ready to talk about some sports with you guys. Uh, first, to get into why I am doing this. Um, I've been a little bit hesitant here for a while on doing something like this, sports-related and podcast-wise. Um, it's been in my thoughts here for probably about a year or so, because I'm always running my mouth on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat about the Dodgers, Vikings, Tom Brady, Illinois basketball, Florida Gators football, Florida Gators basketball, Illinois football, anything. I mean, I'll, I'll talk about the Hawkeyes, I'll talk about the Packers, the Bears, whatever. I'm always posting something or other on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, you know. So I decided, hey, you know, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to start my own podcast, see how it goes. I understand I'll probably be a little rough here at the very beginning, but uh, once I get the jitters out and quit being so nervous about it and just actually talk about sports, uh, I I think hopefully it can go pretty smooth for me and hopefully it can be a thing that I continue doing and uh, enjoy. And I I hope uh, as you guys listening, you will enjoy because uh, this is all for fun for me. And uh, I hope you guys listen to my content and stuff. That'll be great. Um, But yeah, uh, let's get into uh, the topics of the first episode here. So uh, one of the main things I'd like to talk about is uh, the takeaways from week four of the NFL season here. Uh, Just wrapped up with a Monday night game between the Raiders and the Chargers last night. Uh, That was a pretty good game. Uh, The uh, Chargers got out to a 21-0 lead, uh, and that was the score at halftime. Chargers defense was getting a lot of pressure on uh, Derek Carr. Derek Carr lit it up through the first three weeks of the season, but last night he looked a little bit shaky in the first half. Uh, Justin Herbert was doing his thing because that's what Justin Herbert does. That guy is an elite talent. He's going to be a top-five quarterback here real, real soon if he's already not here in the league. Um, Honestly, when he came out of the draft for Morgan, I was not thinking that he was going to be anything too special. Uh... I don't know. I just, I watched a lot of his college film. I wasn't really huge on Herbert, but uh, obviously anybody that doubted him, he's proven them wrong this far in his career because that guy is special. Watching his game last week against uh, the Kansas City Chiefs when they beat the Chiefs, I think it was 30-24. to He looked like the best player on the entire field. And well, as we know, Patrick Mahomes was on that field. I'm not saying he's better than Patrick Mahomes, but he played a better game last weekend than Patrick Mahomes. So, um, yeah, that that was a great first half from him, not so much from Derek Carr. But in the second half, the Raiders, uh, man, they charged back. They got it to 21-14. I think they even had the ball at one point. Um, just down seven there late in the third quarter, I think it was, maybe beginning of the fourth. But, uh, yeah, Derek Carr could not lead him all the way back as um, Herbert ended up leading the Chargers down the field midway through the fourth and ran it in with an Austin Eckler touchdown to make it 28-14. And uh, that ended up being the game. Pretty good Monday night game. We've had a lot of great primetime games this far this season. I've been pretty impressed. 
you know, all the way back to week one, starting the season off with the Bucks and the Cowboys. That was a great game. Cowboys showed a lot of fight in that game. Uh, I don't think anybody really gave them a chance there week one, other than, of course, Cowboy fans, because I think they might go 17-0 every single year. I'm just kidding. But as you know, you know, the media covers the Cowboys very well. They're America's team. But, man, I mean, I – Personally, I was thinking that might be like a 10-point game and a Bucks win and never too close. But, I mean, took a, I think took a game-winning field goal from the Bucks if I can remember correctly. I mean, Dak Prescott balled out there week one. But, yeah, back to the primetime games. I mean, yeah, week one, you had this Thursday night game between the Bucks and the Cowboys. And, I mean, the Bears-Rams game that Sunday night wasn't, like, phenomenal. But, I mean, you go to that Monday night that was on my birthday, September 13th, between the Raiders and the Ravens, that was a heck of a game. Then you go into week two. Everybody on the schedules, like uh, Giants at Washington, week two, Thursday night. That was one of the best games so far this year, 30-29. to 20, 29, Washington won that one. And then you go to that Sunday night game, uh, which was the Ravens at home hosting the Chiefs, 36-35. Lamar Jackson doing the front flip into the end zone as they beat the Chiefs. Uh, the Monday night game, week two, that actually was a better game than the score, 35-17. Uh, Packers won that game. Shout out to Brandon Benz. He was at that game. Um, that game was 17-14 Lions at half, but they never scored again in the second half. And Aaron Rodgers, and I know Aaron Jones had four touchdowns that game. He kind of took over that game. Uh, that got Aaron Rodgers back on track after a really rough week one. He had a 38-3 loss against the Saints. But then uh, week three with uh, the Thursday night game between the Panthers and the Texans, that game, it was close, but the Panthers pulled away in the fourth quarter. But the uh, Sunday night game last week has been the game of the year so far uh, between the Packers and the 49ers with the Packers winning that game 30-28. to 28. Uh, Great game, super close, lead changes all game long, and then 49ers uh, score with 37 seconds left, give Aaron Rodgers the ball with no timeouts, and what do you, what's Aaron Rodgers do when you give him the ball with 37 seconds left and no timeouts? He gets you into field goal range, Mason Crosby. Mason Crosby, excuse me, buries a 51-yarder to win that game. I mean, that was... That's been my favorite game so far this year. That that was awesome. Uh, the the Monday night game, week three, Cowboys dominate the Eagles. Uh, Cowboys have been looking pretty good so far this year. Uh, week four, that Thursday night game was great. Uh, Bengals top the Jaguars after getting down fourteen to nothing. They beat the Jaguars twenty four twenty one. I thought Urban Meyer <laughs> in a little bit of trouble right now. Speaking of him. Um, I thought he was going to get his first win there week four, but he uh, didn't. Uh, Joe Burrow uh, edged him out 24-21. And then, uh, as everybody knows, Sunday night, the return of Brady to Foxborough, my favorite quarterback and player of all time, Tom Brady. He looked a little rough uh, Sunday night, um, not going to lie. Uh, you know, it was raining. You know, you're going against a coach that you played for for 20 years. The nerves, the emotion, you know, Tom Brady was saying he wasn't too nervous coming into it. Then he said he was, and he said that he talked to Drew Brees on the Sunday night uh, football in America 
show they they talked to or Tom Brady talked to Brew Drew. Come on, Kate. Tom Brady talked to Drew Brees about two hours prior to the game, and Drew Brees was talking about, oh yeah, he's calm, collected, he's he's good to go. You know, he's focused, he's lasered in, he didn't seem emotional. Well, yeah, everything's fine until they get out there. Bucks take the field and they play the emotional Tom Brady tribute video of the last 20 years of him being there. You know, he had to be emotional watching that, all the great memories he had and six championships he won there in Foxborough. But uh, yeah, the Bucks edged that Sunday night week four game out just two days ago, 1917. Uh, Nick Folk's kick with, I think it was about 56 seconds left in the game or maybe 51 seconds. It was a 56 yard field goal hits the, uh, Crossbar bounces out, no good. Bucks win it, nineteen seventeen. And then, uh, as we recapped um, last night's game, when I started this, uh, that was a pretty good game and, until the Chargers pulled away in the fourth quarter. But as for Week Four in general, uh, starting with Washington and the Falcons, uh, Washington edges out Atlanta thirty-four to thirty. Taylor Heineke had a pretty good game, 290 yards, three touchdowns. Matt Ryan lit up the stat sheet, too, going for 283 and four touchdowns. Antonio Gibson, 14 carries, 63 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Cordero Patterson, the ex-Viking, pretty smart. They could never figure out how to use him. He had three touchdowns in that game for Atlanta. Five receptions, 82 yards, and three scores. But the uh, Washington football team edges out the Falcons in Atlanta 34-30. Uh, the Bills absolutely wall up the Texans 40 to nothing. I mean, Josh Allen, 20 for 29, 284 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Devin Singletary, 14 carries, 79 yards. Stephon Diggs leading the receptions uh, with seven and 114 yards. Uh, Tyler Bass, you might have considered him the MVP. He kicked uh, four field goals in that game. Uh, Dawson Knox got a score. Zach Moss had a four-yard touchdown. And Mitchell Trubisky actually came in (laughs) in the fourth quarter, and he ran a touchdown in. So, yeah, they absolutely destroyed the uh, piss-poor Texans. Uh, David Mills, 11 for 21, 87 yards, four picks. I mean, them not having Deshaun Watson with his legal trouble and not wanting to be there, they're probably the worst team in the NFL this year. I know they won a game, but that was, that had to be a fluke. I mean, come on, it's it's the Texans. Uh, Lions at the Bears. Um, Justin Fields making his second start for the Chicago Bears. Um, I didn't catch much of this game. I actually went to the Minnesota Vikings and Browns game up in Minnesota with my fiance Tess. Um, we had a great time up there, so I didn't catch a lot of the noon games, but uh, I did watch highlights and stuff on them. But Justin Fields, he was 11 for 17, 209 and a pick. Uh, not the best day, but as everybody knows, it's better than one net passing yard that he had last week against Cleveland. Uh, David Montgomery kind of stole the show of this game on the ground with 23 carries, 106 yards, and two scores. Darnell Mooney. Overpass over half of Justin Fields' passing yards were to Mooney on his five receptions for 125. Uh, Jared Goff, you know, 299 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, this game, uh, I think it got out to 21 nothing Bears, so a lot of that's just garbage time stuff. What do you know? It's Goff and garbage time and a garbage quarterback. So 
Uh, Bears top the Lions 24-14. And, uh, man, I wish I could have watched this game between the Cowboys and the Panthers. 36-28 Cowboys, Dak Prescott. Actually only had 14 completions for 188, but he had four touchdowns. Zeke was the monster on the ground with 20 carries, 143, and a touchdown. Uh, the leading uh, receiving yards, uh, leading receiving yards, Amari Cooper, only three receptions, 69 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Sam Darnold, two touchdowns, two picks, 301 yards, 26 for 39. Uh, no McCaffrey there with his hamstring injury last week. But uh, DJ Moore, I mean, I, he, the guy lights it up every week, and he continues. Eight receptions, 113, two touchdowns. But it wasn't enough to come back on the Cowboys as they won at 36-28. Um, the Colts and the Dolphins didn't watch much of this game at all. Uh, only watched a short amount of the highlights. But uh, I think this might have been about the most boring game of the week when I looked at it uh, coming into Sunday. Uh, 27-17, Colts win it. Uh, that's their first one of the season. Carson Wentz with his bad ankles, considering he sprained both of them last week, apparently. 228, two touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor, the beast on the ground, 16 carries, 103 and a touchdown. And Michael Pittman leads the receiving. Six receptions for 56 yards. Jacoby Brissett for Miami, 199, two touchdowns. And actually their leading rusher on the ground, I'm not sure what the story is, Miles Gaskins, but Malcolm Brown led him on the ground, eight carries, 23 yards. Uh, that's a couple of bad football teams right there. Um, not much more to say about that one. Uh, the Browns and the Vikings, I was at that game, huge Minnesota Vikings fan I am, uh, diehard. Uh, the Vikings, they lost 14-7 uh, to the Browns. Neither team looked good. I mean, it was a pretty boring and – I mean, you would think it's a defensive game, but there were so many flags that just screwed up a lot of big plays. Odell caught a couple that got called back. A couple of runs for Chubb got called back. A bomb to Jeff Justin Jefferson got called back. A 30-yard Dalvin Cook run got called back. I mean, Baker Mayfield won the game 14-7, to and he was 15 for 33 for 155 yards, no picks. No touchdowns. I mean, Nick Chubb on the ground, 21 carries, 100 yards. And their leading receiver was Rashad Higgins with four receptions for 63. Kirk Cousins, of course, the week I go after he's had three phenomenal weeks. He goes 20 for 38, 203 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Uh, Dalvin Cook was in and out of the game, injured, hard to believe. I mean, Love the guy. He's a top three elite running back, but it seems like the guy's just always gimpy in some sort, which, I mean, that's not his fault. It's just luck of the draw with injuries, but the guy's always hurt. He had nine carries for 34 yards. Justin Jefferson had six receptions, 84, and a touchdown. Um, yeah, the, the Browns, what they did, uh, I'd be curious to how many carry. I think, uh, I think Kareem Hunt had 14 carries. Um, the Browns just, they pounded the ball the whole game. That's what they had to do. That's what every every team knows the Cleveland Browns are going to do against them, unless they have a dominant defensive front, because Cleveland's got a top three NFL offensive line and the best running back core in the National Football League. The Vikings couldn't stop them. They just could not stop the run. And uh, the Browns played the game slow, and they won it 14-7. to uh, The Giants 
topping the Saints. I think that might have been the surprise of the weekend, along with the Jets' overtime win against the Titans. Uh, Giants came back on the Saints. Saints were leading, leading by 11 going into the fourth quarter. Giants come back and top them 27-21 the final in overtime. Daniel Jones throws for 402 yards and two touchdowns, one pick. Saquon Barkley, 13 carries, 52 yards and a touchdown. And Kenny Galladay leads the receipt receiving core with 116 yards on six receptions. Jameis Winston, another average day, 17 for 23, 226 and a touchdown. Kamara with 26 carries, 120 yards, though he did not get into the end zone. And as you can see for the Saints, not a whole lot of receivers they have right now with Michael Thomas out. The leading receiver was uh, Callaway with two receptions for 74 yards. I, to me, that was more of a surprise than actually the Jets beating the Titans. Uh, really did not see the Giants coming into New Orleans and beating the Saints and Sean Payton, but they got the job done. Um, next game, like I just said, uh, Jets top the Titans in overtime 27-24. Zach Wilson finally has his first decent day, going 21 for 34. 297, two touchdowns and a pick. Michael Carter, the rookie running back. 13 carries, 38 yards, and a touchdown. And Corey Davis, the leading receiver, 111 yards, a touchdown on his four receptions. Ryan Tannehill goes 30 for 49, 298, and a touchdown. Derrick Henry, I mean, they worried about this guy. I know how big he is. I know how physical he is. He's stronger than everybody else. But when you're giving this guy 33 carries, I mean, I'd like to know his carry total completely through the first four weeks of the season. Uh, they just feed this guy the ball. No A.J. Brown in this game. No Julio Jones. Ryan Tannehill doesn't have anybody to throw it to. But, I mean, even when those guys have played earlier on this year in week one and week two, Derrick Henry is still – they're just they're just riding this guy. I, I just – I hope that – I hope they don't run him into the ground. I don't, I don't want to see him like, like a guy like Todd Gurley to where – you know, Todd Gurley's 30 years old and he's out of this league. I don't want to see that happen to Derrick Henry because he's getting pummeled, getting 30 carries a game. But yeah, the Jets come out on top in that game, 27-24. Zach Wilson getting his first win as a rookie. Um, the Chiefs at the Eagles, I mean, 42-30. Um, Reed returning to Philly, you know, he said it was it was good to uh, good to be back, you know. Andy Reid, one of the greatest coaches uh, of my generation. I'd probably put him right behind Bill Belichick. Andy Reid's an amazing offensive play caller. Love watching uh, the Chiefs play. They're the most exciting offense in the NFL right there with the Rams and the Cardinals. Uh, they're, they're something special, I can tell you that. Uh, I love watching the Chiefs. I can't believe they're 2-2 two and two this year. I, I could not see them losing any more than five games. I mean, they're a special team, and I actually expect them to be back in the Super Bowl this year. Um, Patrick Mahomes, uh, 24 for 30, 278, five touchdowns and an interception. Uh, Hilaire on the ground with 102 on 14 carries. And then, I mean, the fastest guy in the NFL, Tyreek Hill, he had 11 receptions for 186 and three touchdowns. I mean, that's a Randy Moss type type day. That's a Michael Thomas back three or four years ago day. Antonio Brown in his prime. I mean, that, that's a special receiver right there. I know he didn't do a lot the past two weeks, but they're having a little bit of trouble getting him the ball. Uh, I don't think he had trouble getting the ball against Philly with that stat line. Uh, 
Jalen Hurts, he had a 387. I actually didn't know he threw for that much. Um, they were down the whole game, so I know they had to throw a lot. Uh, 387, two touchdowns. He also led the rushing with eight carries for 47 yards. Which what does that mean? What that means is Miles Sanders, that guy, he is not getting the ball. And fantasy production wise, he's been pretty rough this year, especially getting take taken with fifth and fifth and sixth picks for each team. I mean, that's pretty rough. A lot of people are expecting him to be like a high end running back too this year, and, and he's barely barely able to be put in the flex here through week four. Uh, they're getting that ball to Ken, Kenneth Gainwell, the rookie. They really like him. Uh, I don't know what the deal is with Miles Sanders. I I wish I could tell you. Uh, Devontae Smith, the rookie from Alabama, seven receptions for 122 yards. He had a pretty good game, and he's getting started off uh, to a pretty good career here through the first four weeks of the season. Um, on to the Cardinals and Rams. I think, you know, Kyler Murray, that guy, he is something special. That's my favorite player on any other team other than Tom Brady. Watching Kyler Murray, he's my $50 Dynasty League quarterback. That guy, he can run, he can throw, he's got an amazing arm, superb, superb accuracy. He's the MVP through the first four weeks of the season, what can I say? Of course, they'd be 3-1 and one if the Vikings didn't miss a 36-yard field goal, but we'll talk about that a different day. Uh, Kyler Murray, the, the guy's special. Uh 24 for 32, 268, two touchdowns. That's not even counting the running out of the ground. He had 40-something yards on the ground. Uh, he spreads the ball around to everybody. That, that's what he does. He's got all the weapons. He's got Hopkins. He's got A.J. Green. He's got Rondell Moore. He's got Christian Kirk. He's got Chase Edmonds on the ground, James Conner. I mean, that right there, you know – Talking about the Chiefs, talking about the Rams, who they played, didn't have their best game, but but the most prolific offense right now, it's got to be Arizona. They're sitting at 4-0 as well. As for the Rams, Matthew Stafford, I watched this game on, on my way home and listened to most of it. He just, he was missing throws the entire first half. I don't know what happened. They were so amped up last week, knocking off the Bucks when he played probably his greatest game he's ever played. Uh, you know, in the NFL and especially for the Rams in his short, short uh, term with them here early on in the season. But yeah, Stafford 26 for 41, 280, uh, two touchdowns, one interception. And one of them touchdowns was in a garbage time late in the game with about two minutes left. Stafford just, just not the best day. He didn't seem like himself, but you know, everybody has them games. Stafford's still a top 10 quarterback. I wouldn't be too worried about it. Um, I see the Rams getting to the NFC championship this year. I'm not sure who against, but uh, they that's an elite defense. That's an elite offense. I don't know what other teams in the NFC you can say have elite elite offense and defense. I mean, the Bucks, they they have so many injuries on the defense right now, and their, their defense just has not played well through the first four weeks of the season. It's just not the same Bucks team. They're not on all, all cylinders yet, especially it's kind of kind of weird. They returned all 22 starters on uh, offense and defense this year. It's the same as that Super Bowl team, uh, but they're dealing with some injuries right now. I'm sure they'll get back into shape. Tom, Tom Brady will take control of that entire team as he did last year and let him do the Super Bowl, so... Uh, yeah, the Rams, uh, 
Cardinals win that game 37-20. Thought that'd be the game of the week. Super close game. I actually picked the Cardinals to win this game, but not by 17. I was thinking more like 27-24 around that range, but this game was never close. Um, on to the next game, the Seahawks at the 49ers. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt in the second quarter, I think it was, beginning of the second quarter. Um Seahawks won this game 28-21. to 21. Uh, Garoppolo, although Lance took over uh, in the second quarter, um, Garoppolo 14 for 23, 165, one touchdown, one interception. He wasn't looking too bad until he got injured. But uh, Russell Wilson, uh, 16 for 23, 149, two touchdowns. This was more of a defensive game than it was an offensive game. But Russell Wilson, you know, he always finds a way to lead his team to victory. That guy's never in his career lost three games in a row. That's a, that's a pretty special stat. Russell Wilson's the leader there. I, I like Pete Carroll, but that team's nothing without Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, that guy's a gamer. He's, he's special. He's a top three quarterback in the NFL, and that team would win four games without him. I, I can tell you that right now. Uh, you know, I'd take him about just over just about anybody. Mahomes, Rodgers, Russell Wilson. I mean, Kyler Murray's in that conversation, but, you know, these guys have been doing it for a while. Patrick Mahomes, obviously, he's a special talent. But as in regards to Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, you know, I'm starting my team today, and it'd probably be one of those two. Uh, but yeah, the the Seahawks, 28-21, top of the Niners, the Ravens over the Broncos. Teddy Bridgewater got hurt in this game. Drew Locke had to come in. Of course, he didn't look too hot. 12 for 21, 113, one interception. Lamar Jackson did his thing. Actually, very high passing yard uh, total for him for once, considering he runs the ball a lot on the ground. Uh, he was 22 for 37, 316 through the air, one touchdown. Latavius Murray on the ground, 18 carries, 59 yards, one touchdown. I mean, pretty amazing how that offense just seems to have one of the best running attacks each and every single game. They lost their top three running backs all before the season started. And they signed, let's see, I think Latavius Murray, Devontae Freeman, Le'Veon Bell. They had a different fourth string guy already on their team. They just run the ball, that offensive line, along with the Browns. That, that's a pretty good offensive line. Um, so the Ravens top the Broncos 23-7. to uh, You know, Everyone was pretty high on the Broncos. I'm not saying they're a bad team. I don't see them in the playoffs personally, but you know, they were three and zero coming into this week. Uh, I saw a couple power rankings where they're fourth, fifth, sixth. I mean, come on, the three teams they beat combined record was zero and nine coming into this week. Did we really think that? I understand the Broncos have a great defense, but I'm a Vikings fan. I know what Teddy Bridgewater has to offer. He's an average game-managing QB, nothing more than that. You know, I see the Broncos ending at 8-9, probably last in the division. Um, the Steelers and the Packers, uh, number one thing I need to say about that game, Big Ben needs to retire. He's a big lard back there. He can barely move, falling down, missing throws. I mean, I just feel bad. I, <laughs> 
I don't know why they even restructured his deal. If they wouldn't have restructured his deal, I think he would have gotten cut. I mean, he, he's got to go. He, he's admitted that he's slowed down. He needs to be better. He said that last year. He said that this year. They were never going to beat the Packers in this game. It was closer than I thought. But, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Jair Alexander on defense. I mean, Aaron Jones on the ground. You're not – no. The Packers weren't going to lose this game to the falling apart Steelers. Mike Tomlin, great coach, one of the top five coaches in the NFL every single year. He can find this. He can find a way for this team to, you know, rally around him and whatnot. But they got to do something different. Get Joshua Dobbs. Get Mason Rudolph in there. Big Ben's done. I mean, he just looks terrible. It, you think he's bad in Week Four? Try watching him Week Ten. I, I hope he's not starting because that's just a. That's a mess there in uh, in Pittsburgh. Um, recap on the on the Bucks and the Patriots again. Like I said, Tom Brady, not his best game. Uh, twenty two for forty three. Very rainy game. Twenty one incomplete passes. Actually didn't have a touchdown, but threw for two sixty nine. Uh, that's probably one of his worst games as the, as the Bucks QB through. What would that be? 16, 20 games as the Bucks quarterback. It might have been bottom three game for him. But, hey, Tom Brady does what Tom Brady does. He finds a way to win. They come out on top of the uh, Patriots. It's so weird saying that Tom Brady comes out on top of the Patriots. as Just so weird. Playing for him for 20 years. Um, just, you know crazy I still it's been over a year and seeing him in a different uniform just completely throws me off but that guy's the best ever there's never going to be anybody to top in seven Super Bowls who's to say he won't get eight who's to say he won't get nine I mean you just never know that guy's special he wants to play till he's 50 years old and if anybody can do it Brady can with that diet the condition he keeps in getting rid of the ball quickly his release time from the time he was 30 to now 44 is actually quicker. I mean, it's like the guy ages in reverse. It's unbelievable. But one last thing I'd like to say about that game, Mac Jones, he looked, he looked good. He probably played a better game than, than Brady did overall. I mean, that, that guy kept him in the game. At one time, I think he completed 17 passes in a row. Uh, A lot of conflict there at the end of the game. It was fourth and three with about 51 seconds left. Mac Jones have been completing, you know, pass after pass after pass short. You know, it's fourth and three. And they bring Nick Folk out for the 56-yarder that doinks off the upright or doinks off the post and uh, and and bounces out. And the, the Bucks ended up looking out 19-17 after uh, Ryan Suckup's field goal with a little bit over two minutes to go. But a little controversy there. You know, I thought they should have went for it. I personally thought they should have went for it. A lot of other people did, but obviously you know how that goes. He makes that field goal, everybody, yeah, you know. But then he makes that field goal with, uh, I think it was 51 seconds left. You know, that gives Tom Brady with a couple of timeouts time to get them in field goal range. And this this game could have very well, if that would have happened, ended up 22 to 20 bucks. So you just never know. It's all speculation. But, uh yeah, that, that was the uh, week four NFL recap. Um, one other thing I would like to talk about here before I go, tonight is the AL wildcard game between the Yankees and the Red Sox uh, there at Fenway Park. Uh, 
this is going to be a pretty good game. I'm going to watch it with a couple of my buddies. Uh, as for my team, the Dodgers, they play tomorrow, hosting the St. Louis Cardinals. Crazy that a 106-win team could be playing in a wild card game, but doesn't matter if you're the second best team record-wise in baseball. If you don't win your division, you're going to be in a wild card game. You know, I can argue, you know, the wild card series, it should not be a one-game series. Anybody can have a bad night. Uh, I'd like to see it push to a three-game series. But one of the things is that's pretty easy to say. You think I was worried about that last year, the year prior to that? 18, 17, 16, when my team wasn't playing in the wild card game because I won eight straight division titles. No, I wasn't worried about it then, so I can't bitch about it now. So, I mean, it's just one of those things where when your team's in it, it's like, man, it'd be nice if this wasn't a one-game playoff, especially when I my team won 106 games. But that's the way it is. That's the rule. Uh, one uh, thing to add to baseball, they are getting rid starting – this postseason tonight and there will be none of it in 2022 this dumb runner on second crap they start next innings i mean that is just little league mickey mouse baseball that that's a joke i'm so happy they're getting rid of that that's not baseball this is the professionals this is mlb major league baseball we don't need a runner on second next innings Maybe I I could see something where if it gets to like the 13th or 14th inning, you start doing that, but not to start it off. I mean, the Dodgers were something like 5-16 and in those games this year. I truthfully believe that runner on second rule, I know it's the same for both teams. I understand that, but that benefits the worst of the two teams. I mean, it just does. Um, But, yeah, tonight, uh, Yankees-Red Sox, we got Garrett Cole, Nathan Avaldi on the mound, kind of surprised. I know Nathan Avaldi, you know, has had a little bit better year with Chris Sale being injured, but I am truthfully surprised that Chris Sale is not starting this game. That veteran mentality, you know, he's been in this situation before, one of the best pitchers of my generation. But I would imagine, you know, any trouble, uh, Chris Sale will be in the game. Uh, he'll be out of the bullpen, you know, to shut the game down, possibly a long relief appearance. Uh, but, you know, I am, I'm going to pick the Yankees to win this game. I don't want them to win this game. Uh, but I'll say the Yankees win this game 5-3 to three, uh, at Fenway. Um, that's my prediction for tonight. Garrett Cole's on the mound. You know, you expect that guy to go 6-7 strong. But you just never know. He could get lit up in the first inning. Garrett Cole, he's been he's had a lot of cold streaks this year. He's had a lot of hot streaks this year. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball. He struggled with the spider tack uh, incident there midseason. Had a got roughed up there for three or four outings afterwards, but then uh, pitched a nine nine inning shutout against the Astros, and that's kind of when he started getting hot again. Uh, Garrett Cole, you know, I don't bet against that guy really. That that guy's an He's got elite stuff. He's an elite pitcher. He's a top three pitcher in baseball. Um, I'll go Yankees 5-3 tonight. Uh, as for tomorrow, my Los Angeles Dodgers, <sighs> pretty nervous. Cardinals have been hot, won 17 in a row in September. We got Max Scherzer and Adam Wainwright on the mound, two wily veterans, two of the best guys to ever do it. Uh, Max Scherzer, uh, great pitcher. But it does make me nervous that he gave up five runs and 11 hits in his last outing against the Padres. Um, I would have liked to see Walker Bueller in this wild card game, but 
we kind of wasted him. Uh, game 162 on Sunday. Granted, we had uh, a chance to still tie for the division and go into a game 163, um, but the Giants were playing the Padres, and they got up 9-1 to in about the third inning. And the Dodgers were also, I think, in the third or fourth inning. And they let Mueller stay in there. I think he threw 88 pitches, something like that. And through five innings, I think once that game got out of hand there and uh, San Francisco to take him out immediately, um, Walker Bueller, uh, at this point in his career, I think he's got better stuff than Scherzer. I love Scherzer. No disrespect to Max Scherzer. I, him and Justin Verlander, for me growing up, are the two my two, you know, I think they're the best of my generation. Just great pitchers. Just amazing. Um, I'd like to see him Walker Bueller pitch this game, but, you know, I'm fine with Max Scherzer. I'm just nervous. You know, one game, winner take all. Anything can happen with how hot the Cardinals have been and Max Scherzer having a bad last outing. But, you know, he'll have that Mad Max game face on. He'll be ready to go. Uh, I'll predict the Dodgers to win this game. Uh, four to three. I think it'll be a close one. I think the Dodgers can get out to an early lead. And with a little bit of a shaky bullpen here lately with the Dodgers in the last month and a half to two months, I, I could see the Dodgers or the Cardinals coming back, maybe tying it and the Dodgers taking the lead again late. So I'll go five, three Yankees tonight, four to three Dodgers tomorrow. Don't get me wrong. I'd be totally cool with like 12 to two Dodgers, but uh, I personally don't see that happening. Um, you know, the Cardinals are hot. It's going to be hard for the Dodgers to uh, to get them bats slowed down. But uh, if there's anybody that can do it in the MLB, uh, I'll take Max Scherzer. I'll take Walker Buehler out of the pen. I'll take Kenley, Dan- Kenley Jansen shutting the door, Blake Trinan. Um, I think they can do it. The Dodgers have the most potent lineup in baseball. So I'd love to see them score more than four. But my like I said, score prediction for that game is four to three. So, uh I'd like to thank you guys for joining me here on this uh, Tuesday afternoon, little uh, NFL Week 4, you know, review and a little wild card preview here. Uh, You'll be able to uh, stream my podcast here on Anchor and Spotify, and as soon as I figure out how to get it on the Apple Podcast, uh, I'll throw it up on there. I'll be releasing this uh, podcast immediately after this episode is done, so... uh, Thank you guys for listening, and I'll be back sometime later this week. Thank you. This is Cade Quick. You're on the Quick Takes Podcast.